Hey there, it's Street Fight Radio, the uh, number one anarcho comedy show on any station across the nation. I am Brian. I am here again this week with a guest host. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. I got Drew Toothpaste. How's it going, Drew? Hey, it's great. How are you, Brian? Oh, I'm peachy keen. Everything's going great. Just got home from Chicago. Had a good time in the, the windy city uh, that was the weather was great there i don't know what what goes on but man they got some good weather in chicago i, I gotta give chicago credit for the weather and uh, uh the the bathrooms in the hotel hyatt regency south loop uh really great they can handle a big duties boy <laughs> like i trusted it with my life and my big old duties um you know most hotels have switched over to the uh, uh, small duties toilets for people that just, I guess, like do like little snake shaped turds or something like that. That just slide right down the chute. It just, I don't know. I'm always nervous when I have to go to the bath. When I stay in a hotel for more than one day and I know I'm going to have to go to the bathroom there. Yeah. Because yeah. a whole issue in my mind. Well, you know, I think I think some people go on vacation and uh, they don't crap the entire time. My daughter and uh, yeah, <laughs> although she did, she actually found a public bathroom. So we were staying in a hotel that was by a convention center. So you could go and then there was only like one convention happening. It was like a socialist convention. So there weren't even, which is crazy that I stayed in the hotel where the socialist convention was happening, but I was there for wrestling. Uh, they Not don't go to the they don't go to the bathroom at all. That's like a main tenant. <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't much space. There wasn't like a lot of them. Yeah, I hate to say it. I mean, the socialist yeah. movement maybe could use a few more people. Yeah, uh, there wasn't a ton of them there. So there was a bathroom in the convention center area that nobody went to. And my daughter was just like, "This is this is incredible. I love this bathroom." So uh, well, I use a bathroom at the convention center in Columbus. Sometimes. I was I was just gonna ask you, have you been to the to the BRs here in Columbus? They have the smiley face. Yeah. They have the oh, smiley face, that. the the like red, yellow, green buttons on the exit. I always hit the green button because I'm like, somebody is not gonna lose their job today. Yeah, I wonder how many people press the button. You know, I talk about this a lot on on this show, but like when you go to a gas station or some shit, or you go to the grocery store any store now uh because data is like the biggest most possible valuable thing that exists in this world um and they give you the surveys i i have never filled one out in my life and i never will i don't care what they give me to do it i will not do it. if they said i'll give you okay this is a lie i was about to lie there and say if they said i'll give you a hundred dollars oh yeah fill out the survey i would fill it out uh i will never ever ever fill anything out for the chance to win something no it's never happened no. you know i'll always tap i'll press a button you know if you go to one of those restaurants where they make you do all the ordering on the ipad and then they turn it around they're like please please give me five out of five i'll always give them five out of five yeah I but i shit oh, I, that's awful that is uh that's like uh henry ford assembly line torture i don't I don't care for that. You know, it brought me that actually got me thinking about how like 
the future might just be like like at the end of a meal or any of that stuff that like you have a thing that feeds directly to Google or Yelp to yeah. say whether you like the place or not so that they can get like the ratings and uh that's gonna happen that's gonna be the worst thing that ever happened to any place you know it's like with movies it's like rotten tomatoes made movies an algorithm and now movies are literally just an algorithm (laughs) oh i uh you and you can't trust the algorithm either if something is ranked like five or six on imdb it could be it could be anything that tells you nothing I know. Uh, oh, yeah. A middle score, a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, what does this even mean? I don't <laughs> fucking know what a 60% is. You know, I know what a 100% is, and I know what a 0% is. It's right. what I've been saying about the rain lately. The apps for the rain, where yeah. they say it's like a 51% chance of rain, and I'm like, oh, come on. It's 100 or 0. You know? There's not a 51% chance. That's just saying like, well, I told you it might rain, but it didn't. So whatever. I think the the meteorologist job should be like a person that has the guts to just say it, you know? And then if they're wrong, they're wrong. Maybe the percentage can be their, their percentage. You know, it's like, oh, this guy, he's like 60% right on the weather every day. So he's okay. one that I'm into this guy is 15% on the weather every day. And I'm not going to go to him. I I can't stand it, but they have to give no more 50%, no more 51%. None of that. I hate that shit. It doesn't, it doesn't help you in any way. You know, know that there is a 51% chance of rain. No, it, it doesn't (laughs) at all. And what they ought to do is they ought to take the buttons and the surveys and they ought to give those to the people that are on TV. You know, the meteorologist, yeah. the news, the guy who the guy who goes on tonight's top story, uh, a cop looked at some fentanyl and died immediately. Uh, you know, I think they ought to give them the button rating. You ought to be able to uh, to push a button. Now, I don't know if you had this when you were a kid, but they used to have boxes on the TV, and you could push a button and vote. Do you remember this? Yes, it was called cube i believe it was one of the very first like uh it was definitely a columbus thing it was i think uh maybe all of ohio but it was this like cable company that really only existed here is actually the original home of nickelodeon really is is cube yeah it might be called something different but yeah you could like vote on shit at on on tv but you know it's hard to believe that shit too you know like i was never a guy i remember that show i don't know if you saw it i don't know why i'm saying remember this but you know the show that 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 series on hbo max called mcmillions did you see that by any chance i did not no what's the premise okay so this show is about how the monopoly game on okay uh, uh, in McDonald's was fixed by now some I, gangs. I, yeah, I read the I read the whole story, and the guy who who uh, led the whole scheme like ended up giving winning tickets out to his friends, stuff yep. like that, right? Yeah, and he was using them to like pay for shit and stuff like that. <laughs> where he's just like, "I'll give you fifty thousand dollars. I'll let you win a million dollars." You know, like <laughs> he was like 
he was like doing that. He was like, you can win the McMillions. But before that ever happened, I was, and maybe it's because I've been a wrestling fan since I was like eight years old. I figured that shit was fixed from fucking day one. I never looked it up, but just the idea that somebody got boardwalk and park place from eating McDonald's. Like how, how would that even work or the instant winner? Like, I don't think anybody wins them. And I used to be kind of charitable about it where I'd say, I don't think anybody wins it because they, they throw the shit away. Like how many winning tickets have just been thrown away, you yeah. know? Yeah. But when I found out it was fixed, I was like, fucking, of course, man, of course, anything. And this is going to sound very stupid coming out of my mouth. And I'm just going to say it. Anything that's not put on by the government, I feel is fixed. So the lottery not fixed. I don't think the, the lottery doesn't seem like it's fixed, but like if there was a lottery at like Taco Bell fixed, I would believe yeah. that. 100% fixed. I would never believe that's true. And I know they're like, oh, it's against the law to fix the contest. Yeah. yeah. You know, dumping toxic waste in rivers is also against the law. Yeah, there are a lot of things that are <laughs> against the law. I think you could, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't trust the government to look out for my welfare, but I do trust the government to have enough regulators uh, to, you know, watch what the government is doing and, uh, you know, they know it would make them look so bad if the lottery got fixed. Right. And if the lottery is on the thing about the lottery that, that I think, and this is just, this might be naive of me, but the fact that it's like the, the drawing happens on TV, yeah. you know, yeah. I know it doesn't have to be live, like, but you know, we just believe the thing up on the screen. It says live every time, <laughs> every fucking time. It's the funniest thing. Wrestling is like one thing that totally figured that out that like if you just put live up in the top corner people will be like oh it must be live this can't be happening now <laughs> it's so smart i would do that all, at all times always have just live up at the top because when i was a kid it was a big gimmick to have your sitcom or tv show be live oh yeah day. yeah that was like a big fucking ratings gimmick it was like a er live uh, I remember they did that and people were like really impressed with it. And I was like, I don't know, I guess like, I don't know. I, and, you know, as a kid, I was like, I don't even know how they make a TV show anyway. <laughs> so, well, that I, was also, that was back in the day when if there was one TV show doing something special, everybody would watch it. They'd be like, we had 160 million viewers or some shit. Just like everybody watched it. I love hearing numbers from back then when, when, when like, I mean, I'll even say it with wrestling. I mean, they get about, you know, a million viewers a week now on most of the shows, maybe the one on Fox maybe gets, gets 2 million. And then when you look at ratings back when it was super hot during like, uh, during the nineties, when everybody was like into stone cold, Steve Austin and doing crotch chops and shit. Yeah. 12 million, 12 million people were watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. I don't think they can count the people as I well, that's a mistake for me. I think they can actually count people better 
now than they yeah. did before? Yeah. I don't think they do. I think all that info is proprietary and private now. So like Netflix doesn't have to tell anybody the ratings of their shows, but they know exactly how many people watched it and how long. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I'll tell you the most, uh, the most appalling thing about Netflix to me, uh, is, is not like, you know, their, their shows getting worse and worse and all this. It was the first time, uh, I got a smart TV cause I didn't have one for a long time and I got it out of the box and I, I, you know, everything is taped up in an individual plastic bag. So I'm like unwrapping all the shit and the remote falls out on the floor. I pick it up and turn it over. And the biggest thing on it is this giant red button that says Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I got, I have one. I, my TV, I don't have any, I have a smart TV down in my living room and it's really funny cause it's an Amazon one. It's, it's like the prime one. And every day I go downstairs or, or every night, I don't watch TV really at all during the day. It's like a night thing with me. But every night I turn on that TV, I hit the input button and go to my Apple TV. Like I have a TV that does the, does it all. I'm like, I don't want that. I want the other one. It makes me happier. I uh, actually I like the Apple TV because I have one in my bedroom and one down in the living room, and it monitor. You know, I've said this on the show before. I am not good with privacy stuff. It monitors everything I watch and it recommends oh. stuff to me, and that makes me very happy. You know, the uh, I don't really mind the algorithm for like telling me what to watch, because honestly, <laughs> when I'm when I'm done with my day, so I'm I'm on board with night TV. First of all, I think watching TV, like actively watching TV in the day is like a, a perverts activity. You got to be doing like, OK, if if it's football, if it's live, it is totally OK to me to watch TV during the day. If you fucking turn your TV on to watch like Judge Judy during the day. No, don't don't be doing that. That's just bad for you. I I also uh, I feel like during the day, if you if you experience TV like you're at a gym you're like watching a home. You watch like the back half of one home repair show and like the first 20 minutes of the next home repair show, or you watch like whatever, whatever is on. Uh, it's like, it's a different, it's a different world. It's like for different people, but the yeah, algorithm it's generally it's all home improvement shows though. You're yeah. totally right. It's home improvement shows in sports center. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It depends. Like it depends if you're in a, a space that's gendered one way or another. Like they only <laughs> they only do they only do one. Uh, but the uh, the algorithm is great because really, like I I do my stuff all day. I exercise. I cook food. I eat food. I'm like working. Uh, I do all my shit. And then I really because I have to get off the I have to get off the phone and the computer and shit, or I can't sleep. And I mean, this should this should also be a sign to me that it's really bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If I'm it's like, you. if it's like, if I use this within an hour or two of me going to bed, I just literally won't sleep. Uh, me too. Me and and I always explain that because Gwen, my daughter, is always I can't sleep. I can't sleep. You know all this shit about not being able to sleep. And I'm like, have you put your phone down? She's like, well, no. And I'm like, <laughs> you should try that. And she's like, well, 
you watch TV and I'm like, that's a one way activity watching TV. I'm not like, I'm not like doing a two way activity there. Whereas when you watch TV, you're watching TV. You're not communicating with the people inside the TV, right? You're, but when you're on your phone, you're, you're communicating with the people inside of your phone. It's much harder to go to sleep. That's my philosophy at least. Well, it's like, yeah, it's active. Like I, uh, my favorite show for watching at night to like push me off into into dreamland is the uh, the British baking show because ah, yeah. they they absolutely their energy level is never above like three yeah. percent like once a season like a cake will fall on the floor and like nobody even gets that upset like somebody cries really quietly that's it that's that's perfect for me and i need something i need something stupid and well, i think you, i just sorry. i think the the baking show fits that bill i also like how it's made cuz like oh, if you, people know people don't know what i do when i watch tv to go to bed uh sports documentaries generally for sports i don't even watch yeah yeah that would I, work I, i've been watching uh soccer documentaries every night i don't think i've ever seen a whole soccer game in my life match i guess they call it matches but i've, I've watched like soccer documentaries race car documentaries football baseball uh, not as many football more baseball like the 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 sort of sports that i never really had a big run with you know like i i watched baseball for one season like when gwen was like really young and i couldn't do anything and i was yeah. like well this, this goes on forever i'll just go ahead and watch <laughs> I'll, start, <laughs> and I hadn't, I'll start paying attention to this let's see what's up with this yeah <laughs> and i hadn't started watching wrestling again yet so i didn't have that time suck and uh i was like i'll just watch baseball I'll become a cleveland indians fan at the time and uh, I was, and then it was like, I watched like, you know, a hundred games probably of that season. And they didn't like make the playoffs or anything. And that really was the end of it for me. And then the next year I watched, I watched football for a number of years too. NFL football. I like the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, I would watch that and just every year they would get to like one round <laughs> into the playoffs. And it was just such an unsatisfying ending every fucking time. So I was like, I can't watch this. That's exactly why I only watch fake sports now. Yeah. Because then it's satisfying usually. Well, there's, you're not even guaranteed to have any drama at all. If you watch 16 football games, like maybe nothing could happen. <laughs> Yeah, even during the games, it could it, you can have a like three to nothing game. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like who wants that? I don't want that, and that's worse. I I understand how soccer works now. Uh, I've become this guy that thinks he knows how soccer works because <laughs> I watched fifty documentaries about World Cup champions and stuff. Um, but soccer, there's a tension. That's like the whole big thing with soccer is there's a tension and when a goal gets hit the tension gets lit out let yeah. out ratchets up for the losing team so like i totally understand like why soccer as like a one to nothing thing is exciting but 
like with football, it's just like, man, if they ain't scoring points, I'm not having fun at all. And uh, again, I want to, I want to like a winner. I hate when I like a loser. It bums me out. It's oh, just yeah. the worst feeling, you know? I don't know how people do it with those like teams that have curses that think they have a curse, you know, that oh, lose. Well, constantly. I mean, I, I grew up in Cincinnati and we used to try to, my dad would like try to watch the Bengals and it was just, <laughs> and this was, in, this was in the eighties. This was in the eighties. And there was one year they went all the way to the Super Bowl, and they had icky woods and then the whole town. See, this is, we live in Columbus and we see Ohio state football who just like always wins like as yeah. a, as a default. So that's why they have so many fans and the, the Bengals, they had a year where they got all the way to the to the Super Bowl and uh, they flubbed it, you know, in the in the last round or whatever the hell. But uh, everybody, the whole the whole city was fired up. And then next year they were like, are they going to do it again? We're really excited for the Bengals. Like they lost the first 12 games and then everybody was <laughs> like, ah. you know, you yeah. know what I like? You know what I uh, I like watching and I had to force myself to quit because I finally I finally accepted that it was just period the same thing over and over like nothing after you've seen about 10 of them nothing new happens is is forged in fire yeah i loved it for a period of time like yeah. it was very fun to watch it's another thing where it's like yeah it was like really fun uh because the guys are goofs but like in the end it's like these you know i lasted longer with chopped really i watched yeah. Chopped for long i love chop i fucking love that show people make the crappiest looking food <laughs> and just because they were handed the crappiest ingredients and there's something like there's just something for me about crappy stuff that i like a lot more than good stuff you know and i like to be like i wouldn't eat that i wouldn't eat that shit <laughs> you know i could never be like a food judge critic guy because i would just be like i ain't eating that shit i wonder if those people do have like like, like where they're like, I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to eat this certain thing, you know, like, I don't yeah. like that. Or if you're a food critic, do you have to just be open to everything? I used to, I, you know, used to watch Andrew Zimmern on Bizarre Foods. He was an interesting guy. Uh, he would never eat walnuts. Walnuts? <laughs> Which is the weirdest fucking food. It's like. It, Barely it's, any flavor on those things. <laughs> It is. So, it's so similar to like all these other foods. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Dot. peanut, basically, but less flavorful than a peanut. Yeah, yeah. Kind of dry. I I don't understand. I mean, he probably ate it once and got sick off it or something like that. But that's why I don't eat uh, White Castle at all. I haven't had White Castle since I was a little kid. I haven't had a slider. Not. I mean, I, I've had White Castle, but I just go there and get onion chips and mo mozzarella sticks and fucking all the sides and shit. But I haven't had like a slider in, since I was like four because I threw up in a fucking White Castle. And it's one of my only vivid memories of when I was really little. <laughs> and just the yeah. idea of Taco Bell makes me feel like, oh, I think, I, or Taco Bell, uh, White Castle makes me feel like I could throw up, you know? And you know, uh, my parents were like, you were already sick when that happened. And I'm like, because they used to get it all the time growing yeah. up. And they'd be like, you were already sick when that happened. I'm like, you lying motherfucker. I know you're lying. 
about that. <laughs> I just didn't believe them. You know, I have, <laughs> I have like a way more sophisticated palate than I did, you know, years ago, but still, I don't know. I eat a lot of junk too. I mean, like if I get to pick what I'm having for dinner, uh, it's a cheeseburger or a pizza, but I am also willing to try new things now. So maybe I could be a food critic, you know, other than I can't describe, like it's the idea of describing some food like, oh, <laughs> it, it's nutty and cheesy, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> When somebody says cheese has a nutty flavor, I fucking, I'm like, what does that even fucking mean? I've never had cheese that tastes like a nut in my entire fucking life. No idea. What does that mean? It's nutty and oaky. Oh, okay. Well, that helped a whole bunch. Uh, let me just take a bite of the cheese and see, uh, you know, nutty. This is the same thing with those wine tasting people, which I don't drink, so. I know I would never be able to taste wine, but it, it's just so funny that, I mean, it's not, it's just the way that people have to describe these things that like, don't make sense to me. It, it's like music reviewers. I used to, uh, um, like a million years ago, I used to be, uh, I used to write for a friend, for a friend of mine that had a music, at the time it was a zine <laughs> because uh, blogs had not really come out yet. But I used to write music reviews, and I was like, oh, I listen to so much music. I buy so much music. You know, I have I have hundreds of CDs, and I've been listening to music forever. So sure, I'll do it. And this was like in the 90s. And uh, I get a CD, and it's just by some shitty band, and I have to describe it. And I'm like, I do not have any idea of what to say. Like, every single CD I got to review and like I quit after two or three months because I was like, hey, this is really hard. I can't do this because what I would do is I would read their reviews and I'd be like, well, this seems like it's pretty easy. Seems like yeah. it's pretty easy to just say, hey, this sounds kind of like this. I'll give it a go. And I did it. And I'm like, man, there's like this sounds like uh, this sounds like shitty nine inch nails, man. This sounds like <laughs> shitty skinny puppy. Like I don't know what you want me to say. It's so hard, like, also, it's just, because I've had people, like, I, I, you know, there was a period very early on in my sort of podcasting and stuff time where uh, I would get, you know, people would be like, if you want to write a review for this or talk about this concert, you can get in for free. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Like people would do that for us and I never took them up on it. Because I can't ever imagine a case where somebody let me into a concert for free and then I gave them a shitty review. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, did, nope. I did that once, dude. I, I did that, uh, this band Pavement. I mean, they've kind of come back and gone away and stuff since then. Uh, but they came out with their latest album, uh, it, some point in the nineties and uh, they were coming to town and I, whoever ran the zine, like gave me these press tickets. So I got these special color, like Ticketmaster tickets and uh, went and uh, I realized I didn't have a camera. So I bought a disposable camera because I got into the show for free and I like got, you know, got all the way up to the front or whatever. And I got my disposable camera out and I was taking pictures and the singer was just like, so 
mad. He was so mad at me. And he was like making shitty gestures and like showing his ass to me and stuff like that. And I was like, ah, this is not the job for me. I don't think, no, I don't think I could do this. I can't be mean to people. I just couldn't ever be like, your shit sucks, dude. Oh, like, I, I don't mean, even know what yeah. the point is. I, I understand. Like, I understand that it's a job for writers. I just don't even know what the point of it actually is. At that, there are times where I think about like, you know, music critics, where it's like, what is the point? In, I mean, like, because it feels like to me, people only want to read bad reviews. Oh yeah, um, I don't think yeah. anybody wants to read a good review <laughs> except for the bad. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's like the whole point of the whole thing. So. I don't know. It feels like such a weird job to have because like, you know, there are bands that have done very well by being bands that music critics hate. You yeah. Know, there's there's yeah. an ICP. I mean, like most of the music I like growing up was stuff that critics hated. Yeah. And that was part of, you know, maybe why I liked it because critics felt like not real people to me at the <laughs> time you know like i you know obviously like when you start working with like writers and 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 comedians and actors and people like that when you start working with those people you realize that they're just people but before i ever worked with anybody i, I don't think i had in my mind that like like pat oswald was a person that would hear something that i said about him Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. it changed when 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 we interviewed him. It fucking changed everything for me because I was just like, I used to goof on him a bit in the early days, and then we interviewed him, and he was like the nicest fucking guy in the world. And it was just like, why was I so mean to that guy? He's just a a guy, you know. He's yeah, a guy that does jokes. That's it. But like, I think I could have been very mean as a critic if nobody ever read my stuff you know but the second i found out that people hear me i was just like i can't i can't say stuff sucks i mean obviously i do review albums on the pod cast and i do say when things suck but uh i don't care about those bands a lot of them have millions of dollars <laughs> so they i'm fine with them you know hearing me say that their album sucks. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna make or break their career at this point. Yeah. No. No, exactly. So I had a uh somebody sent me this tweet earlier this week and I wanted to talk about it because it was very funny. So let me bring up the notes so I can uh look at it. Um somebody sent this to me two days ago. I probably should have wrote them down instead of uh the the actual tweet because i'm a bad at giving credit but this is bill shaner bill underscore shaner um he uh let me see where he works because this is his post i i don't want to um no just go to his site he doesn't have like a, a i don't even know what a byline i was gonna say he doesn't have a byline but uh i don't know what a byline is so <laughs> he might have a byline to tell you the truth <laughs> uh so okay it starts out it's a worcester massachusetts this is worcester ma worcester ma.gov their site 
Okay. Um, so this is for, this is a press release from them, uh, from nine, five, 2022 at, at noon on Monday, September 5th, 2022 at approximately 1 AM, a Worcester police officer was traveling in the vicinity of the Southwest common plaza. When she saw a large amount of debris in the road, the officer then observed a vehicle flipped on its roof and on fire. She radioed for assistance and proceeded to make contact with the driver. The 22-year-old male was not alert as the officer got no response when she asked him to unbuckle himself. The officer pried the passenger door open but was unable to reach the buckle due to the fire. Another officer arrived on scene. The two officers began to cut the seatbelt. The officers were able to extricate the male from the vehicle. The male was moved a safe distance away from the fire until Worcester EMS a few minutes later, the entire vehicle was engulfed in flames. The male was rushed to the hospital to be treated for serious injuries. The crash reconstruction team was activated and the Worcester Fire Department arrived on scene to put out the fire. The investigation reveals that the operator was traveling east on the southwest cutoff at the high rate of speed with his lights off. The operator traveled into the right side of the shoulder, hit a large boulder. His vehicle flipped numerous times before coming to a rest several feet down the road. All right. So that is the press release. Sounds pretty good to me, you know, like cops mostly do bad stuff, but saving people from uh, burning cars. That, yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If that's all cops did, I wouldn't even want to end the police or anything like that. And oh, wait, the, the person who tagged me on this is here. So I can also give that Brendan B-R-E-N-D-A-N Conroy uh, tagged me on this. All right. So, you know, when we're talking about the police. And we're talking about like defund the police or get rid of the police. We're talking about the violent dipshits. And that's all of them. I'm not saying there are good ones, but we're not saying that there shouldn't be people to pull people out of a uh, uh, burning vehicle. I think, you, you know, you want to have them around at the very least. I, I, might. I agree. They're called firefighters. <laughs> Right. No, I love them. We I need do. we just need to replace the cops with firefighters, man. I don't think that's I like I know you're joking and I know I don't think it's that simple in that like okay, let's just turn the cops into EMS and firefighters. Oh um, no, we wouldn't turn them into anything. I don't think <laughs> I don't They're fire. They're they're beyond help. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, because if you turn them into an EMS, they would just shoot people. <laughs> yeah. Somebody well, they, has an overdose and they melt down and kill them. <laughs> because they think fentanyl's in their blood. They would. They would. I don't, like, oh, yeah. hey, I, I don't think I can touch this guy. This guy's passed out. I'm going to get fentanyl from him. <laughs> they treat it like it's the, the plague or the flu or something. Fentanyl. I'm going to get fentanyl off of them. Ooh, I don't want that. God, I can't believe they... I can't believe that they're still that scared of fentanyl because uh, I can't believe it because it gives them, there are a certain amount of people who will believe everything they say and think it makes their job. It's like, man, you know, somebody could shoot them around any corner and also they could get one speck of white dust on them and die in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, you got to so have, you got to have that clear and, and present and continual danger to justify everything else that happens for sure. Right. So the next screenshot is from a Facebook post from a man named Ethan DeSeta. Um, 
and he tags the Worcester Police Department and he says, I saved that man's life, not your officers. Your female officer was yelling at the driver, telling him he needs to get out of the car while he was unconscious oh. and trapped inside a burning vehicle flipped on its roof. I had to pry the driver's door open because the officer couldn't do it. That for some reason, your officer didn't have a knife to cut the seatbelt and free the driver. So I had to run to my vehicle to retrieve my knife, which was then used to cut the seatbelt, freeing the driver and allowing him to be pulled out. At this time, there was no, quote, second officer on the scene, <laughs> only the female officer and myself. If I wasn't there, that man would have been burned alive and would be dead right now. So I do not appreciate the Worcester Police Department claiming that their officers saved this man's life. Wow. I saved his life. On top of that, I didn't receive a single notion of gratitude from any of your officers and didn't even get mentioned on the press release you published to the public. Shit. <laughs> Talking about that is at, that is for real stealing valor. Exactly. Exactly. That is, that's what that is. And so now we're looking at the comments of this story. Uh, of the story of the press release. Okay. So they did that press release. I read first and it was like, um, it was like, uh, they put it on Facebook and that's how he ended up seeing it. And, uh, somebody responds to his or, okay. So somebody posts a screenshot of his post on the comments yeah. from the, uh, uh, police department. Okay, so like the police department still has the story up. His comment gets screenshotted and posted in the comments on Facebook. Somebody responds and is like, I'm not surprised they lied. They do that often. Very next, very next comment is update. The police department credits civilian with aiding in the rescue. <laughs> that is a that is a known technique of uh printing a story that is patently false and then printing the you know you print a false story on page one of the newspaper page a1 and then you print the correction on page d39 right yeah like that yeah. is that is a tale as old as time and that's they're still doing it it also makes you wonder like uh the 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 fact that this happened i mean this guy, it, 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 first of all, illustrates what the police do, right? Yeah. Just fucking, there's a guy in a burning vehicle that just flipped and she's yelling, Hey, take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. That thing's on friggin' fire. <laughs> <laughs> just, just not willing, not willing to ever put themselves out. And it, I'm, I'm sure it's been mentioned a hundred times before, but the cops actually have no, no duty they are not forced by any law or regulation to help you they no. if, if you That's even if you if you are in clear and present danger they don't have an obligation to do anything no no and it is it is also like very fucking funny to to uh uh take credit for something a guy did and uh, my guess is this guy wasn't going to come looking for credit yeah i don't think you know this guy and and i want to talk about another little piece of this that i just let go by uh the cop didn't have a knife on her which seems wild um but like why didn't she try simply shooting the seatbelt? <laughs> 
Because that's all they do. They just shoot stuff. That's their whole job now is just shooting and hitting. Like they, 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 again, yelling, get out of the car. You're in some danger. <laughs> so fucking weird to me. But also, like taking the credit when you know you didn't do it is such a cop behavior because they do it all the time. They take credit. They love fucking taking credit. And shit. they and they still they could have come out looking good if they had said, hey, you know, the police showed up and this lucky civilian or, or, or this uh, this kind civilian was here and managed to help the police department. He would have accepted that story. <laughs> also, and, you do that gimmick where you you like put a sheriff star on him you <laughs> yeah. know, in public. Yeah. They could have done that whole thing where it's like, oh, you know, he saved a life. Uh let me go ahead and uh, pin you with a, a, I don't know, the police medal of honor or whatever they have. I don't know, medal of valor. Uh, I don't know exactly what they have, but they could have, that would have been like pretty good press. It's but a, that's, I think it's a what, sticker. I think my daughter got one at the, uh, at the arts festival over here. <laughs> that's one of the, that I would say it's one of the things where it's like, they could have got some good press out of this, uh-huh. but, uh, I think one thing we can all agree on is that the uh, the police don't care about good press at all. Like they don't need it and they don't care about it. It's like they're allergic to it. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's just, it's a show of power because people like you and me need good press. Yes, I mean, I love good press. <laughs> I'm way into good press. You know, without, without the press, being there and saying, "Hey, here's here's some guy. Here's some here's you know a, a show. Here's something else. Uh, this person is interesting. They're funny. Whatever. Without that, you know, uh, you're kind of on your own. But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it it just shows you how much power they have and how unthreatened they are." Where it's just like if a newspaper could print a story and be like a cop threw a dog in a river and half the comments would be like, well, you don't even know what the dog was doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The cop, it could have been him. That whole like, yeah. I mean, the cops loved killing dogs there for a while. I'm sure they still do. It just doesn't hit the news as much. But they were always constantly killing dogs. And uh, nobody was able to do any. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem, right? Is like, I don't even know what you do with a cop at this point. Like, they they seem like the type of people that like, I mean, like the way that they used to talk about uh, uh, terrorists from the Middle East. That's the way I think about the police now. It's like, so what are we really supposed to do about these people in the end? Like, I don't feel like they're going to put their guns down, you know, and just be like, well, like we've defund they we've been defunded. Uh, we're done. You know, <laughs> I would, I would fucking love that, but it is just one of those things where I don't actually know anything about about how to deal with them so but people are super paranoid currently and and i have this thing this TikTok somebody sent me that i wanted to that i wanted to touch on a bit too um this is from boogeyman 0302 and i i i just want to talk about this because like this is the new fentanyl i think this is okay. like we've hit new fentanyl 
times. Um, it's been going on for a while, but it's the human trafficking stuff, right? Like, yeah, like the TikTok seems especially bad for this, where they're like, <laughs> uh, you know, somebody will be sitting in a Target parking lot, and uh, somebody will be filming them, yeah, and being like, I think this is a human trafficker. It's like some people just sit in a parking lot. I don't know. Sometimes I sit in a parking lot. I don't necessarily know where to go, and I'm just, <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah. And I don't want my daughter to get like kidnapped or trafficked, you know? Yeah. But I also don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it, I don't think it's like as common as people believe that it is, you know? <laughs> I think if you see a news story about it once or twice a week, you are going to believe it's everywhere. They wouldn't have it on the news. Right. Right. So this guy, this is a helpful TikTok video that I found to be, one of the most paranoid things that I've seen in a while. And here we go. So listen, I don't care if you agree with a lot of my videos or not, or if you pay attention to them, that's fine. That okay. I'm going, oh shit. Wrong. Attention to this. Um, let me say this. My daughter works late. I'm going to go back a bit. Let me, let me say this. When he says, I don't care if you don't agree with my videos anytime, my guess is that many of them are racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like pro Trump stuff. You know? <laughs> like anytime somebody opens with, I don't care if you don't agree with my videos. I generally believe that they are a Trump head first. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty uh, good guess. Yeah. I mean that when you meet a Trump person, I mean, I don't know how, if you know any drew, but generally, uh, when you meet one and you talk to them for any amount of time, they will tell you, one, that they're a Trump person, and two, that you probably wouldn't agree with their politics because they look at you and think you're, I mean, for lack of a better word, they look at you and think you're a pussy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I will, I will uh, absolutely uh agree with that. So I'll say, I don't, uh, you know, I never talk politics with folks like that just cause I don't think I'm going to get anywhere. I don't think they're going to believe <laughs> me because I'm clearly a moron. But what I love doing when I talk to people like this is I love to divert them and I love to just talk about what we have in common. And, uh, so somebody will start talking about this stuff and they'll be like, well, you may not agree with everything I have to say. And I was like, well, I mean, are you talking about the government? I don't trust the government if that's what <laughs> you're asking me. And then they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Still then they're work. like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, we do have something in common. Like, and then you can, you. You, can, you can get in and then you can talk about stuff that's like not Democrat, Republican, like dumb shit, right? True. I did get profiled yesterday. Really? Everybody to know. Yeah, I gotta I gotta tell you. I uh uh driving home from Chicago, uh uh I, I got a flat. My my tire had had a slow leak for a while and we got a flat tire. I pulled into a, a gas station about an hour outside of Columbus and uh I stopped to put the spare on so I could drive the rest of the way home. And a guy in a pickup truck came and would not let me do the work. He obviously thought I couldn't and that I looked like a dumbass. 
so just a ran a random guy insisted on helping you fix your tire yes he wouldn't leave he was like are you okay is everything good and i'm like yeah i'm fucking changing my tire i i wanted to be like you know a lot of people think i'm pretty manly sir <laughs> so you can say what you want <laughs> about what i look like but i've had a lot of people tell me i'm pretty macho but yeah, he wouldn't let me. And the, the worst part about it is like, uh, he, he, uh, uh, unloosened the bolts for me, which I felt was extremely enough. That was an own. That's not even, <laughs> I like think I looked at me and said, you couldn't this, there's no way you're unloosening these bolts, my man. <laughs> I I've never been profiled in that way. That's why well, I have in airports, but not like by the side of the road. That's really funny. <laughs> it's crazy. It wasn't on the side of the road. It was at a gas station, but the guy didn't work at the gas station and he stopped and, and he was like, let me tighten those for you when it was done too. Yeah. And like, uh, he, all, all he let me do was do the Jack. He was like, you can do the Jack. I can, I can handle the rest. And I was like, I can fucking do this, man. <laughs> And then I got home and I plugged that goddamn tire and put it back on like a fucking genius. See, I plugged there the goddamn go. tire. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fucking car guy, kind of. I know how to do brakes and how to plug a tire. And I, I basically know how to plug a tire because I'm cheap as shit. Um, I should just buy a new tire. No, but instead I plug it. <laughs> no, if you get a if you get a screw in between the threads, you just plug it, slap it on the ass, and call it a day, man. Yeah, I did. It was a screw or a nail or something. Um, but we're all good now. I, I do have a tire now. So here's this guy. He's going to explain some stuff to you. That's your prerogative. But I definitely want you to pay attention to this one. My daughter works late. She gets off at three in the morning in a decent sized city. We live in the middle of nowhere out in the country. So we're not accustomed. So to I want to say this first. When, when a person says a decent sized city, we live in the country. It means they don't know anything about what goes on in a city at all. <laughs> and no. they think it's a constant war zone full of violence and evil people is for real. Like what they think. So here's, here he goes. He's going to explain a little more here. Seeing stuff like this. But like I said, she works in a big city. She gets off at three in the morning drives an hour, hour and 15 minutes to get home. This is the third morning in a row. I found one of these. Okay, so he has a zip on tie on the door handle of her car. Okay. Um, it's just wrapped around the door handle. It's a zip tie. It would be odd if you got out of your car and saw a zip tie on your door handle. I, I don't I don't know that it's scary. I don't know that it, I don't know that it's a scary thing. You know, it's I've, just a thing. I've, uh, I've seen something. You remember what they used to say when we were kids? Like if you're driving around and somebody flashes their lights at you and then you <laughs> flash them back, it is a, it's a gang member on, this is what they used to tell us. It's a gang member on an initiation and they will come back and kill you to prove that they're hard enough to be in the gang. I learned that in school, Drew. I, <laughs> I learned that in fucking school. Really. I learned so much. I, I So a couple, it would have been a couple years ago. I went on this kind of quest to read about. So I had gotten obsessed a little bit with dare, 
right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I decided to like start looking into some of the claims that Dare would make. And one of the claims was that like uh, people make LSD with uh, cartoon characters on it so that kids will see the cartoon character and and it's a they okay so they would call it they would say it's a temporary tattoo if you take a temporary oh tattoo, yeah put it on your arm that could be acid and so drug would, dealers it would soak in yeah yeah so drug dealers would so dare would tell you and this even predates dare they would say it before there was dare in schools they taught this that that these these temporary tattoos are dangerous they'll be like a cartoon character that you're super familiar with and you'll put it on your arm and then all of a sudden you'll be tripping and then you'll be addicted to acid like that was sort <laughs> of the whole which is i understand that's i mean they they tell you everything's addictive right so yeah. maybe they didn't even say you'll be addicted to acid as much as they would tell you that like well if you do acid the next thing you're going to do is crack and then you'll be like really addicted to crack. Oh yeah. Um, but they would say this. So so I'm looking this up and 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 kind of reading about this stuff. I end up on the Wikipedia for it, and I come to find out that like it's it was never true. Acid doesn't work that way. And that um and that like it was police propaganda. It was the police getting money for drug fighting drugs because yeah. they could say this shit and then you know people would be like please protect our children from these dastardly drug dealers that are for some reason putting children on lsd and then somehow <laughs> that transfers transfers itself to profit i don't know where like that all gets in there you know you 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 dose them with lsd you don't tell them it's lsd <laughs> and then you're like well they'll be back you know they'll they, be back they'll be back for crack yeah yeah they'll be back for the heroin when i get when i get that heroin out there they're gonna fucking love it but like those were things that like people very much believed you know and like led to increased police funding uh i have often talked about the 90s being the era where and you just a great example of that where the police would talk about gang members yeah uh so like in the early 90s, it was serial killers uh, that the FBI fucking put out some release saying there were, oh, fuck, man. I don't remember the exact, I think it was like there are 200,000 active serial killers in the United States. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. It was like some number that was just like, okay, <laughs> that's crazy. But the people believed it. And yeah. Like the FBI ended up getting funding to fight serial killers. But then when that kind of died down, uh, they said gangs. Gangs became this huge. Like, oh, you know, the gangs are fucking going into like good neighborhoods and doing home invasions and shooting people for flashing their lights. And, and uh, this also came back in the 2010s, the early 2010s, when uh, the knockout game became a thing that conservatives were claiming was happening and the police were claiming was happening i so it i remember getting getting told not to do i think they called it the choking game maybe when i was oh, in I high school that game, though. we did play that <laughs> <laughs> by i 
I think that there's a long there's a long tradition of stuff like that, and uh, they were just doing it. Do you remember Devious Licks last year, where you were supposed to you were supposed to knock the soap dispenser off the wall in high school and punch the mirror and stuff? No, I didn't know that one. That's pretty sick, though. <laughs> well, so last year there was a, essentially it was uh, a, a partial hoax on TikTok. Uh, last year, like the fall of 21, uh, there was something called devious licks on TikTok, where people would make videos of them going into a bathroom and just like shredding it any way they could <laughs> like ripping, ripping shit yeah. off the wall and like bathroom, a bathroom in a high school is institutional. Like I don't yeah, even like know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't even know what you could do, uh, to even wreck it that badly. But I know that we got emails about it. Uh, and then as September started coming to a close, everybody on TikTok started saying, okay, if you like devious licks, the next thing we're doing in October, it's slap a teacher month. We're all going to make TikToks of us <laughs> slapping our teachers. And they lost their fucking minds. Everybody was like, do not worry. Our school district is on the lookout for all TikTok trends. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. And and all of this stuff is police state shit. Yeah. It, all of yeah. this stuff is stuff that's like, oh, well, the police have to be in the school because slap a teacher day. Right. Is coming up. Yes. This uh -huh. month. Uh -huh. And like I, I human trafficking is another one of those things. That, well, that that like there's a ton of kidnappers out on the street just trying to take people away. Listen, there is human trafficking. Yeah, I ain't fucking yeah. saying there's not. I'm fucking saying that it's not around every corner. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, is it's <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to go into it. It's such a dark subject, but. The zip tie thing, I, I have seen this on Facebook, uh, you know, three or four years ago, people are saying, if you ever go out to your car and there's a zip tie on it, then you have been targeted by the human trafficking gang. That's it. I'll keep this. I'll let me get this here. I'll, I'll let this go car here. In the exact same spot, back passenger door. I didn't know what it was. I just kept cutting it off. This morning when I found it, I went in there and I asked her, I said, what's the deal with the zip tie being on your back zip passenger tie. handle every morning for the past three mornings? I've cut it off. She said, Dad, I don't know what in the world you're talking about. She said, I, I didn't know there was a zip tie on there. I said, yeah, there's a zip tie. So I was talking okay. to my brother just a few minutes ago, and I told him, I said, man, three mornings in a row, I found a zip tie on on." I ain't going to say yeah, her name, but target. my daughter's back passenger door handle, black zip tie. It's loose, but it's on there. And he works in law enforcement. He's been in law enforcement his whole life. And you could tell when I mentioned that, he got extremely silent. And he said, what would you just say? And I told him, and he was like, listen, man, cut that off right now. I said, I have been cutting them off. He was like, sex traffickers and people that basically steal women, vulnerable women, put them on a car somewhere where it's not okay, easily noticeable for them, noticeable but other people opinion. who actually do the stealing knows exactly what that means.
So basically what this is, you all, is this is a tag. And this alerts anyone who's part of the organization, I'll call it, of sex trafficking or kidnappers, oh. abductors. Let them know that that person is vulnerable. But why don't they, they just get them? And they're That's an easy the thing, target. dude. It doesn't make any fucking so, sense. If you know this person's vulnerable, why are you tagging? Like, okay. So are these people going around and, and seeing women and just being like, put a zip tie on there, man. And then, you know, they, we're just trying to help out the human traffickers. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I think this is, I think this guy imagines that human trafficking is like huge and distributed and decentralized, like BitTorrent. So he's <laughs> like, you know, these guys just help one another. Like one will see a vulnerable woman and he's like, well, I don't have time to kidnap right now, but I'll put this on here. I'll help my brother. Uh, who's you know my brother's in the sex trafficking organization i'll help him out i'll zip tie this car i i gotta tell you this because uh so when me and katie first moved downtown uh or close to downtown i, I mean basically downtown i'm a mile away um when we first moved down here her parents and my parents basically were like oh, this is you're fucking playing with fire <laughs> fucking yeah. dangerous <laughs> fucking dangerous okay and my parents never went downtown growing up it was just like i mean my my stepmom worked down here but she hated it and always felt nervous coming down here um and her, katie's parents would send us you know these these memes and these uh, uh warnings that they saw and one of them was and this is fucking nuts to believe. This is a nutty fucking thing to believe, okay? I'm just going to say that right now, Drew. Um, what they said was, uh, people are going around selling cologne. Which you, If you live in a city, you do see people selling cologne. Something. There, there's people with the bandolier of... Uh, have you ever seen that? They have like a bandolier of like chapsticks and scents. Like and just they, they go to the bus stop and they're like, "Hey, you want to buy some some cologne or chapstick?" Like, it's just people hustling. Yeah, r really occasionally, you know, only like only actually downtown. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and and you know, I I I see it in in New York and Chicago, and anytime I'm in a city like that, I see a lot of it. Oh yeah, and yeah. um, so my mother-in-law sends us a thing, and she's like, "If anybody ever comes up to you." and tries to sell you cologne do not smell it because it's knockout juice and they will kidnap you so <laughs> in their mind in their fucking mind there were people downtown saying do you want to buy some cologne and then when you say yes or no or whatever or can i smell it once you smell it it's knockout juice and you go down and then they can rob you or kidnap you or whatever the fuck it was yeah and so was you're so you're on the corner of high and broad street downtown by the state house <laughs> and there's like 400 pedestrians and columbus is not a busy city but let's no. say there's there's 400 pedestrians 
and you're just you're standing there, you're looking at your phone, you're waiting for your your car, the bus, and somebody says, yeah, you want some cologne? And you say, can I smell it? They spray it on you, and everybody watches as your limp body is caught by the kidnapper and dragged off. That's yeah. that's what happens. <laughs> they never, dude. And you know the thing about it is, is like, and I was guilty of this too for a time in my life. They never do the logistics of the thing you no, know no. action it's like they never do the like the the map of like okay so people put aids needles in movie theater seats <laughs> yeah i like got told that and, yeah. yeah yeah how and fucking why or aids needles in the uh payphone or the uh soda machine the pop machine in the coin return one. in the coin yeah. return yeah you stick your finger in the coin return you got aids that is you 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 you're like ah that hurt and it's like that needle had aids on it which is <laughs> also like really not practical at all you know none of it makes sense and it was like my parents would would just throw that shit at me all the time you know once they found out we were going down to campus to buy bongs and shit like that or just to hang out you know it was just one after another of like all these different fucking things and all it does is serve to get people to think we need more police you know yeah and yeah that's what i think a lot of these TikToks. i mean it's hard for me not to think that a lot of these TikToks are like a psyop like copaganda you know what i mean where it's oh. like they always have a guy saying like they always have a guy saying like, I talked to my brother, he's in law enforcement. <laughs> and then you're like, okay. And uh, it's this thing that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like the fentanyl thing with the police. You know, it's this thing that like, so you think that people shoot this in their vein and they don't die. But if you touch a particle of it, you're going to die. Like that doesn't fucking make any sense at all in your mind. The fentanyl thing doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, people are dying from fentanyl because there's more of it in the shot. Like they don't yeah. know the dose. Fentanyl is not in itself poison. <laughs> it's a drug that people take to get high and for painkillers, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like, uh, but but fentanyl has been for years like such a fucking boon to these guys you know uh there was a few years ago where they were saying they were getting poisoned at um fast food places uh oh yeah oh yeah 20 i think was when the shake shack guys well so the the cops have have been doing this thing and it's actually cop talk c-o-p-t-o-k as in cop TikTok has yes. been a thing where they will get in their little uniforms and they'll do, you know, like the traditional like car monologue, except they'll do like a dramatic monologue where it cuts to them, like putting on all their guns and their badges and stuff. <laughs> and it'll be cut to like some song that's like, like a shot like, down song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly. I, I have no idea what the songs are actually called. But shine they, down. Yeah. It's just, yeah. They love shine down and disturbed. That's like their tunes. Oh, yeah. Like the real sad butt rock songs. All right. I'm out on gotcha. Like that kind of thing. That's what yeah. they love. Every cop video is either like the hip hop TikTok trend 
or it is a butt rock 99.7 a blitz hard rock radio song <laughs> every one of them i love them. i think i think what they do is cops a huge driver of a of somebody that's going into police work is somebody that doesn't feel like they have enough power and somebody that doesn't feel like they have enough attention so that's why they'll go on TikTok in uniform so that they can get attention from people for being a cop and everybody will say thank you sir right and i yeah, also and i also think that this is why the zip tie guy made his video because with honestly the the guy's story where nobody is shown on camera and he has a brother that fell in his words extremely silent <laughs> yeah upon upon learning about the zip tie i feel like the the story reads very suspiciously to me i think maybe he read about the zip tie thing and he goes on tiktok to make videos because he likes attention and yep. the thing the thing with tiktok is over 90% of the activity on TikTok is bots. Whether or not you want to say it's the case on, on these other social media networks, you know, the percentage is probably different, but TikTok is almost all bots. If you start a TikTok and you post a few little things, you're going to get, you know, a thousand, 10,000 followers. And these people that that just post every day all the time and they're always talking to people on TikTok. they get followed back and all this and they feel like they have an audience of thousands of people and they want more and more attention so i would i wouldn't put it past this guy to maybe gin up an existing story to make it scarier sure. he's a lot uh, yeah i mean that's the first thing i thought too is that he put the zip tie on the car <laughs> to do a video which if you're his daughter that's humiliating. I mean, I would be so mad if my dad was a TikToker that was doing fake human trafficking videos. <laughs> so <laughs> embarrassing. I'd be like, dude, come on, man. I mean, I'm an old guy on Twitter. But to be fair, Twitter's for old guys. Yeah, so it is. It is. Yeah. fine to be on Twitter if you're old. TikTok's not for old guys, but like old guys love it, man. Oh, do old guys love it. Guys older than me. Like are so into it. It's like the hillbilly. TikTok's really the hillbilly social media platform now that Facebook is kind of losing its cred with those people. You know? Oh, I would, I would believe it. And it's just all videos. It's no, no reading, and no like having to skip through, uh, uh, you know, articles about stuff and things where you have to like interpret what's going on. It's just videos of people doing little things. I, I think of the old guy TikTok contingent as being really similar to the old guy online poker contingent. And this is <laughs> this is how you can tell I'm actually an old guy. I'm not just fucking lying, is that I play online poker. And there'll be a thing where you'll be playing poker, right? And uh, somebody will join the table and they'll be called like Miss Poker. And then like two or three guys will stand up from the poker table I mean, figuratively, and they'll salute and they'll be like, good morning, Miss Poker. And how is the lady doing today? <laughs> <laughs> I think TikTok also, as far as like, unlike Twitter, like Twitter is like tied to what's happening in the world or on television or wherever things are happening. TikTok doesn't seem to be tied to that. You know, it doesn't seem to be tied to like a discourse like 
Twitter is. Twitter is the Discord. Twitter is somehow everybody tricked all the journalists into having to thinking they have to be on Twitter. Uh -huh. So they're all on it and it drives the discourse because those people are influential and it's about Twitter is about the discourse where I don't think TikTok is about the discourse. I don't think they do TikTok like I don't think that like during wrestling there's thousands and thousands of people making TikToks about watching wrestling. But when wrestling is going on live Everybody on Twitter that likes wrestling is talking about exactly what's happening on TV. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And I think like, I think like Twitter thrives on that. Like, I want to fucking, I want to get my opinion out on this. I want to read other people's opinions on this thing. And TikTok is more of an entertainment platform for people. Oh, yeah. That, that like, I want to goof off. I want to join in on the trends. I want to dance to my favorite song. I want to do all this stuff. And, and like, that's the, that, I mean, I would say that maybe TikTok is a little more positive for the world in a way because of that, but also it just like, it feels like you get locked. It feels to me like you get way more locked into because of how it works with the algorithm recommending people and stuff like that. I really feel like you do get locked into your own echo chamber in a way that was sort of impossible for that to happen on Twitter and Facebook because there's always dumbass fucking people that are going to post their opinions on those two sites, you know? Oh, there's yeah. always somebody fucking stupid and they post the stupidest thing in the world. I was joking around about intellectual hooters on Twitter last week and uh, that's a post that happened in 2018, Drew, and it's never left my mind. <laughs> never. I just think about intellectual hooters my whole fucking life. <laughs> And I'll never stop thinking about it. And it's just some fucking dumb guy that is like, I know how we can fix Hooters. We make the waitresses talk to you about literature and then even <laughs> have an area where some of them listen to your problems. And it's like, this is, only you want that, sir. Because the, the, the wait stat, the waiters at Hooters do not want to do that. I'm sorry. It's not. Like that's a miserable job to have. Like people that are fucking therapists are like, this is too much for me. And they're like, I want the Hooters waitress to be my therapist. <laughs> but I, I never, dude, I never stopped thinking about it after that guy did that post four fucking years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I see that post and I can't stop thinking about it. And he fucking learned that everybody thought his idea was fucking stupid. And like, like, because people saw it and you're like, your fucking idea is fucking stupid. And it doesn't feel like that happens as much on, on TikTok and Instagram as it does on Twitter and Facebook. Oh no, no. I mean, something like that happens on Instagram. It just goes right by. It happens on TikTok. You don't even finish watching the video. You, you swipe it on by and then you watch the video, uh, from the doctor who tells you you're not allowed to pee when you want to. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, this is a matter of preference, obviously. Not saying it's not, I like Twitter more because I like that if I say something really fucking stupid, a bunch of people will tell me I'm really fucking stupid. Like, I want that. I want that fucking, that thing where it's like, you know, 
not all of my ideas are valid or good. Yeah. yeah. And I need somebody to fucking tell me that they're not. I just, I want people to tell me if I start acting like intellectual Hooters guy, <laughs> I want somebody to be like, you're a fucking dumb motherfucker, man. You know, uh, I posted today that I'm a Cubs fan now because I I'm wearing a Cubs hat. I bought a Cubs hat in Chicago because it's cool. It's very yeah. cool looking hat. It's fucking incredibly cool. It's like the new, it's the new cub, right? Yeah. It's like some kind of cub, but it's on a black hat with a red background. And it, it just looks, it's black and red and it's really cool. And I bought it and like a hundred people were like, please don't be a Cubs fan. And I was like, I don't even watch baseball, man. I'm just goofing. <laughs> God damn. I mean, that's another thing I like a lot about Twitter is so many people take everything they see on there very seriously. And for me, a guy like me, a guy that likes to go on under posts and say something really stupid to get people yelling at me, it works great. Like the last week or two weeks ago when I said to Sydney Sweeney, you, you remember that story, right? Sydney oh, Sweeney yeah. Is, I, yeah, saw, I, I saw the week. exchange. Yeah. So funny. People are so, people are still mad at me for that. And you, uh, the way now it, it obviously wouldn't work if somebody didn't know you, but I can tell, even if I couldn't tell, as soon as you start calling somebody, sir, I can, <laughs> I can tell that you're trying to pull their leg. Sir is the word. I do that. I, you're right. I do that every time I am fucking, you just picked out the biggest tell that I'm fucking trolling people because I do say, <laughs> sir, with all, because there's this guy on wrestling Twitter that I follow. Um, he doesn't post very often anymore, but like when he doesn't like something, he responds and he's like, sir, with all due respect, sir. Um, and then he'll say, that's a, you know, stupid idea. And he's being serious as hell. Oh, that's yeah. just how he talked. Yeah. And uh, it, it, that really, because I love this guy. That fucking says, sir, with all due respect, uh, I think that's a stupid thing to say. And I'm like, I'd love to say, sir, 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 with all due respect, sir. Just goofing. <laughs> but uh, Drew, I want to thank you for coming on here and bullshitting with me for an hour. Um, tell people where to find Jins. Yeah, uh, I'm at garbagebrainuniversity.com. That's a show. We do it a couple times Good. a week. Uh, it's just about some different various stuff. We're about to crack open a new series on there. So uh, if you've listened to it before, come back. And if you haven't heard it and you want to know about uh, cookies or balloons or aliens or something like that, we talk about all that. So It's fun. It's a good show. And uh, now I have to tell you, Drew, before I get out of here, I'm going to hit end broadcast. It's going to hang up on you, and I'm not being rude. Okay. So I'll see you later, Drew. All right. Awesome. Thanks again for having me on. It's a bad habit Kinda mad that I didn't take a step at it Thought you were too good for me, my dear Never gave me time of day, my dear It's okay, things happen for reasons that
bite your tongue like my bad habit Would you mind if I tried to make a pass at it? Now you're not too good for me, my dear Funny you come back to me, my dear It's okay, things happen for reasons that I can't ignore, yeah I turn it on, I make it rowdy Then carry on, but I'm not hiding You grabbing me hard Cause you know what you found Is biscuits, is gravy bad. 